0: welcome to movie maniacs mike rags and chuck curry discussing the greatest movies of all time and all the new films in theaters and streaming that you need to know about like us rate us share us now here are your hosts mike rags and chuck curry all right we are back a post fourth of july and rolling through july mike rags chuck curry and I hope you're listening on Whoa Whoa 1190 1075 FM. Movie Maniacs also found on Spotify and wherever you download podcasts. And hopefully you're telling all your friends about it. Black Widow, Big Time Money. Are we getting back to normal as the Delta variant starts hitting more people? We'll see. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that and that take. And Chuck and I both got a chance to speak to see the the new legacy, The Space Jam. Uh, out in theaters and on HBO Max. So Chuck and I both watched it on HBO Max. We'll give you a review on that. And Chuck got a chance to see Black Widow as well as it rakes in some money. And we're going to actually rank our five favorite performances by athletes in movies. We'll get to that a little bit later on in the show. We got some movie news in there. Lots of stuff coming from Indiana Jones 5 as well. But let's bring him in right now. Chuck, did you have a productive week?
1: Yeah, um, I, I I think I did. You know, there's a lot of... Um a lot of news in the, uh, in the movie industry. Uh, What I, what I find interesting before we get into the reviews, let's just go over box office in general. It appears even though movies are starting to do better, the opening weekends are better. The problem it appears is the legs are not good. Like the movies can open big fast and furious nine had a big opening weekend, 70 million and black widow. Followed that with eighty, and it's those you know post. Two hundred million
0: globally. Two hundred you know, million. those are big
1: opening weekends. The yep. problem is the second weekend. These movies are really falling out of bed pretty hard. I mean, Black Widow went from eighty million to now twenty five million. That's an eighty percent drop off week to week. That is a huge well, fall off the cliff.
0: I think. I think what you're seeing is is that secondary market is just going to either pass or download it. Um, is it? Black- so
1: let me ask a question. So. Do you think that the people who are venturing out to the movies, is just a completely front loaded crowd?
0: Um, that might be, um, I just think that, um, you really want to have to see the movie to go out to see the movie. You're not going to go to the movies just to go to the movies. You know what I'm saying? We're not at that point yet. Yeah. We're not at that point yet. I know my daughter, he, she took, took, my sister took all her kids see black widow because they're all Marvel freaks. And they wanted to see this movie. They also saw a quiet place too in the theaters. Um, So she's eventually easing her way back in the theaters. But I just think that if you're going to have a choice of, well, black widow, I kind of want to see it. Why don't I just buy it? And I'm not going to go venture to the theaters. I think that secondary market is getting taken away from these movies and they're just going to, eventually not get that purchase in the theaters. They're just going to get that purchase at home. I think technically that should count towards its take, but they're like, we talk about time and time again, there's really no way to, to put a price tag on that. If you're just going to download it for 30 bucks at home, um, as opposed to buying four tickets to go to the theaters. Now let
1: me ask you a question. We talked about last week where Disney released the numbers that they did on streaming money, live money uh, in real time. That's what I mean. Uh, you think you're going to do that for the second week? And I I doubt it. They're not going to. So we're not going to know. We're not going to know. know. We're not going to know.
0: I hope I wonder behind the scenes. They got to know, though. Right. I'm a producer of of a movie. They they know. right? They
1: know. But we're not going to know. So we can't do an analysis of it, which is sort of frustrating to me because I this new this new age technology this new age market streaming the innovation of, you know, a post COVID world. uh, I'd like to know exactly how this all works.
0: Well, I also think these numbers are going to have to—they're going to leak sooner or later. Just somebody's going to know something that and let it out. I mean, uh, you, all these producers knowing, and uh, I don't know—it's—I it, don't know why it's a big secret. <laughs> that, let that's me, let, me,
1: let me ask you another question, and and I hate to talk about this, but like you know, if you look at the last few days in the media, they—they they can't help themselves. The Delta, the the cold, the. the I mean,
0: it's instinctive now. I know. Well, it's now
1: like, it's almost like it's almost like there's a little fire and like like they want to throw gasoline on it.
0: I think what they're doing is thumbing their noses to the unvaccinated and then just kind of going na 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 na. And that's why they're reporting this Delta variant. And ninety nine percent of the people getting who are going to the hospital and dying now are unvaccinated. Is scare people
1: from going into movies, though.
0: No, I think we're I, I honestly think. We will not see a shutdown unless it gets really, really bad. You I know, here's
1: what's interesting. We did the theater I'm involved in in East Strasburg, Pocono Cinema. It's East Strasbourg's 150th anniversary this year. So they approached us the township at the theater and said, can you do like a decade classic movie? Last month we did. It's a man, 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 man world. That was the 60s. We started with t- today was the 70s. We did one showing of Jaws at four o'clock and, um, we had twenty something people come out, which I was very pleased with, and um, you know nobody wore a mask in the theater, and I and I and it was the first. It was actually, believe it or not, it was the first movie I introduced, right, at that theater in a year and a half since It's a Wonderful Life, the Christmas before last, and I got up before the audience and I said, "Hey, welcome back to the movies." I talked a little bit about joys, but I also said, "Hey, I love movies." I'm vaccinated. I feel comfortable being here and and people applauded. Yeah. You know they applauded and, That's a good and it, feeling. Was, it, it was a good feeling. It was yeah. it was therapeutic to me because I haven't done that in so long and I've missed so much on my routine in the last yeah. over you know almost a year and a half now that I wanted to get back to normal. Having said that and I, I know you're in Indiana I'm on in Pennsylvania and we have this conversation all the time via text when we, when we speak it doesn't feel just my everyday life doesn't feel normal normal yet. I want it to right but it just doesn't it's just feeling I, it just I can't explain it it's an intang- I can't put every intangible in, into thought and explain why I feel this way I just I just don't yet.
0: Well, and I think most of the, a lot of the country feels that same yeah, way I too. We're Yeah, I agree. The most there.
1: people I speak to feel the same way. They can't explain it. It just, it feels different.
0: But boy, if you watch that all-star game, the, the home run derby the other night, holy cow, does, I mean, no, nobody there scared in Colorado, that's for sure. I mean, it was packed. To the but hill. I also
1: think, and I know we're not a sports show, but the fact that COVID now is seeping back into Major League Baseball with five Yankees and Aaron Judge and the Colorado Rockies are having this issue, I'm like Honestly, Mike, I, I didn't expect that. No. Well, like, I was like, really? Like, are you serious?
0: The problem is they're not all vaccinated. And at least
1: they don't got to completely shut down just the players who are involved. No. So they just would be like the Yankees brought up players from the minors. They're fielding a you know a minor league team, but at least at least they're playing and they can move the season forward. Yeah. But, but yeah. Mike, this is we, we got to get back to.
0: Look, it, that's right. There's there's a way to avoid it. You can avoid it if you don't want to avoid it, that's on you. We And businesses and
1: I agree. And and and, and 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 we should just be completely transparent and honest about it. And we're still because we're a country of manipulation on many and multiple levels, we're still not honest about this. No. You just described it perfectly. I'm vaccinated, I feel fine. I want to go where I want to go. If you're not vaccinated, you have a right not to be. I believe that. Yeah, it's so your do I. body. It's so your do I. body. So but if that but, but, but that's the way it is.
0: People who are vaccinated need to understand you're never going to convince the unvaccinated to get un- to get vaccinated. The the whole thumbing your nose at the person for not being vaccinated and the shame on you. That's got to stop because people yeah, that, I agree that spawns animosity and that doesn't need to be. Listen, they want to live their life their way. That's what America is all about. Let's just do that. Don't be like, oh, this is going to stay around because you won't get vaccinated. That's not true. It's frankly, it's not true, because even if you get vaccinated, you can still get it. You can still pass it. These it, Look, it's just something we're going to have to deal with maybe for the rest of our lives. And you're just going to have to handle it. Um, but the, to, the a, da- to
1: a point, it'll be around. It will be around. It will be around right? like a common cold, like the yeah. F- the influenza. Yeah. And there'll be, be
0: variants just like this Delta variant. There'll be variants next year. And they'll lo-
1: keep working on vaccines That's to, right. to, to, to combat the variants. And
0: in, in other just, words, it's
1: just mind blowing.
0: If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated. But don't don't thumb your nose at the people that don't. I, I that that part. I, I don't go for that. That's not right. And I don't think they're responsible for keeping this virus around. Now from, anyway. a business,
1: from a business point of movies, let's get back to movies, the movie theaters. I, I guess I'm, I'm concerned with the fall off and those weekend number two, because I don't that's not good for the multiplexes. No, that the movies have very little legs. No, you know, you're not going to get a shot in the arm every single week. You need let you need. I mean, Quiet Place Two had some good legs, but Fast Nine has not. Black Widow has not.
0: Well, let's talk about the product, because I, per, personally, I think part of the reason is the product's not good enough, too. But, uh, you know, you saw Black Widow. I didn't. Um, yeah. to, to me, it's an unnecessary prequel. Tell it, us. It, tell I, us I, I did, what listen, you thought. It
1: might be a little bit unnecessary. It's very well made. It has a feeling of Captain America Um Winter Soldier, which to me is one of the very best, if not the best, Marvel movie ever made. Agreed. Tight. Agreed. That movie's tight. Yep. It's well scripted. It's well acted. It's intense. The action is fantastic. Very adult feel. This movie, Mike, has a very adult feel. It's not like if you brought a ten-year-old to this movie, it's still the content's a little strong. The fight sequences. First of all, Scarlett Johansson's awesome. Yeah. She's a tremendous screen presence. She has a confidence on screen that is awesome. Her sister in this movie, played by Florence Pugh, who is in the movie fighting with my family, the WWE movie a few years ago. She's a tremendous talent. She's super good in this movie. A lot of people say she steals the film. She's really good, like really good. Her chemistry with Scarlett is awesome. It plays like a road movie. David Harbour of Stranger Things, he's really good in this movie, and you got to see it to understand. He's just really good. He's very intense. It's very strong. I liked it. It has issues. It has, I I give, there are reservations. It plays like a real movie. There's parts of it that are very, they're very, like a lot of, it's very dialogue driven portions of this movie. When action kicks in, the action is really good. And it. I tell you, they perfected action to a point in this film where it feels so real. Like you say to yourself, like, Like there's a a fight sequence in the sky. Uh, It's like you felt like I was up there. I felt like I was up there. Like uh, some of it is like I say to myself, they really perfected a lot of this stuff via computer. But a lot of the fight scenes in this movie, like she's fighting with knives. And I'm like, wow, like that's pretty like, yeah, it's pretty. It almost felt a little R-rated. Like some of these fight sequences, like I said, the tone is definitely like Winter Soldier, very much like that. It's not as good as Winter Soldier. I give it, it's like a six point eight out of ten. Like okay. I could say seven, but it's like a six point eight out of ten. If you're a Marvel fan, it's worth seeing. It's worth seeing if you're a fan of Scarlett Johansson because she's awesome. She's, There's she's a lot of good things. To- There's a lot of good things in this movie. And uh, and also, I don't want to give away the whole the plot line exactly, but like the villain in this movie, he's orchestrating some really horrible things, like really horrible things. Very adult.
0: So uh, it, it 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 sounds like it's more towards uh, her movie, Lucy, than it is towards Black Widow, which it I was a fan that of. Way a little. Yeah, it, um, it
1: feels that way a little.
0: Uh, all right. Well, um, I'll eventually get to see it, but it won't be until Disney Plus has it for free. I I, I just can't. Picture myself going to the theaters. Although I'm a fan of everybody in it, I just I don't know why. It It has a really
1: good cast. It's very well acted,
0: and I love Rachel Vice. I've always liked her, and uh, I I love. I I don't want to
1: use. I don't want to use the word thin scripted because it it, it has a lot of really good humor. Like in in between the the, like the serious tone, it has some really good banter in it. Some of it's very adult. Without giving anything away, very adult.
0: Without giving anything away, are there Marvel surprises in it?
1: Not really.
0: Oh, really? Well, that's a. Is there, there's
1: a pretty cool um, post-credit sequence that sets up a T. One of the Marvel TV shows. So I'll just okay. say that. Okay. That um, I liked.
0: Well, Chuck and I both got a chance to see Space Jam: A New Legacy, which opened uh, both on HBO Max and in theaters. Um, but you know, we, we called Black Widow an, un- an unnecessary sequel. Some might. Some are calling this an unnecessary reboot. Um, but um, I don't know. I think for kids. I think if you're a fan, I, I, it just it's so it's such a weird time now for LeBron James, Chuck, because I think half the country would rather see him go away, and half the country loves him as a basketball star. I gotta be star. honest, you,
1: I respect him. Yeah, I respect as him too. As a person, I respect him.
0: I respect him, and he's good in this. He's not he bad in this, in this. He's, he's a good in this.
1: Listen, he's a good. I, I'll let you speak first, but he's a really good screen presence in this.
0: He is. Um, uh, the animation's fantastic in this movie. Agree. Don Cheadle's a good villain. Um, yeah. I love his relationship with his son, but the whole time I'm I'm in the movie Chuck, yeah. it just didn't pull me in with my with the heart. You know, it just didn't have that enough emotion in it for me to really care enough. Not that Space Jam, the original one, did, but I just thought that you know. Um, it, it, it just played like too much like a cartoon. There really wasn't much going on. The basketball game kind of falls flat, but there are some fun stuff in it. The animation, I, I can't get over how good the animation is nowadays, especially when you're What do you together. think about
1: Warner Brothers using the whole vault? That was interesting, too. Including Pennywise and Danny DeVito's Penguin. The Iron like, Giants
0: in it, too. I didn't expect that. Yeah, it, it, it almost felt like they stole a little from Ready Player One. But yeah, they did. They um, did, they
1: absolutely did. Here's the here's the thing I, w- I just want to say. I, I think, you know, some of the critics are hammering this movie. Like, c- come on. It, it's it, not it, built it, it for is, critics. This is critic proof. Yeah, like this, this to me, this movie is going to the, the 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 um the core fan base who's goes to see this movie. They're yeah. going to enjoy this movie, Mike. Exactly. They are. The, I mean, half they got the an c- A-minus cinema score, so they yeah. did enjoy it.
0: Well, that's the fans that like them. Half the country yeah. won't even put this movie on. That's, right. the, that's the problem. Where Michael Jordan, there was never that separate. I mean, he was appealed to everybody, um, even though he probably had more, more flaws as a human being than LeBron James does, but uh, he was just never seen that way. Uh, I just, I can't, I can't get over the fact that it just, the the, the the way I feel personally towards the NBA and and, and it's just not as much fun as the original. It's just not you know okay. I, I don't I don't know what it is. Uh I you know I liked watching my daughter liked it. Some of the Looney Tunes maybe we're too far away separated from Looney Tunes as well. They're maybe not really, that,
1: that could be it.
0: They're really not in the mainstream that much. You don't see many Bugs Bunny you know but I
1: I I, I didn't I did I did enjoy it enough.
0: I did too. To I,
1: say I, think, I, I I liked it,
0: but this is one it. of those movies. You pay ten, twenty bucks to take your daughter. You go to the theaters. Mm-hmm. Do you look at it differently, or is it different? Because I watched it on my TV at no, home. No, I
1: think I would enjoy this in a movie theater. Yeah, so, yeah, I do.
0: I, there weren't a lot and of I, laughs. And in I
1: thought he had maybe not. I but I liked. I, I do like his screen presence, and and like his reactions to the camera were good.
0: Yeah, yeah, like
1: they were they were good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that goes. That's a testament to to the animation as well. And yeah. uh, um, I, look, and Zendaya l- lends the voice to the lady uh, Bugs Bunny, and that, that was good too. I mean, I
1: was surprised Rosaria Dawson is Wonder, Wonder Woman. Wonder
0: Woman, yeah. I like the. I like them using all the other uh DC comic. I mean, all, all of the world. Yeah, you know, yeah. It, yeah. I just, but you know, no Bill Murray. No Bill, Bill, Bill adds Murray adds a lot to the first now one. Why
1: do you think they couldn't? Why didn't he get him back?
0: I don't know. Why I not? think I think part of it is well, you know I I don't know part of it they wanted to get totally away from I mean Why not the get fan Michael Jordan back maybe well the, make there make is a funny call. Michael Jordan bit I will say in this yeah. movie you know what I'm talking about right yeah there is a funny Michael Jordan bit that fans should like um, and there's a good rap by Porky Pig I I really enjoyed too I thought that was funny but you know it it just it, it maybe it plays too young where Space Jam played a little older when you had Bill Murray and Wayne Newman. Maybe. Wayne maybe. Wayne Knight and, and uh, maybe that's this, it. I don't this know.
1: plays young. There's no doubt. It does play young. Now but I, just, I would
0: I, recommend I, it for the family definitely.
1: Now I, I just received before we started the show. I just received information that the box office is very good. Thirty-two million good. opening weekend. They're that's very great. very very happy with that opening. Now here's the question: Is it going to fall like a rock in weekend number two? Is this I would the imagine. largest? Is this the largest family? oriented movie opening post cam post pandemic.
0: And there's really not another. Well, jungle cruise comes out in two weeks, but that's another one you'll be able to get on Disney. No, buddy,
1: let me ask you a question. Jungle cruise. I would be very surprised if the movie's good. No, I don't know. Would I don't you, know. I, I just, I can't see it being good, but it does have two good
0: leads. To, I, well, it
1: absolutely does.
0: I mean, I, but, but a again, movie,
1: a movie based off a theme park ride. I mean, I mean, I know first Pirates of the Caribbean worked, but,
0: he, but here's the problem what? with, Old Snake Eyes, Jungle Cruise, Suicide Squad, Don't Breathe 2, Free Guy, Respect, Paul Patrol, the movie. These are the next. These are the July, August. None of these movies are going to say, I got to run to the theaters. Well, gonna Suicide
1: theater. Squad, there's going to be some uh, James Gunn's directing. It. I
0: understand that, but I just can't. I can't with these movies anymore. I can't. I can't. I did, so what do you want to
1: be- do? You want to do like um, a sports show starting next week? What are you talking about? <laughs> All curious. I
0: want is the 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 James Bond and the Jurassic World movies to get. Out. I mean, I agree. The, the real movies that I want to see. Yeah. Um,
1: what about let me ask a question. Halloween kills. You go to a movie theater to see it.
0: I, I do. Know. Yeah, Why? probably I will. I okay. will. Are you going to go see uh, Nick Cage's new movie Pig that came out this week?
1: Um, <laughs>
0: well, he tries to recover his pet pig. I mean, this is where we're at. People I don't get it. Uh, I I'd listen, um, we could
1: do we could do we could do 10 podcasts on why Nicholas Cage is veered into this. I don't get it, but it I would get
0: I would venture to guess there probably already is a podcast that exists that breaks down all these Nick Cage's uh, career choices. I would almost almost guarantee there's something out there. What
1: do you do? Like, like what do you think? OK, you, like every celebrity, everybody who makes a movie that's alive right now is doing something because they're alive. Right. Like <laughs> what do you think? Nick, what do you think Nick cage is doing? Right now, like, will he speak to his agent this weekend? How does he get his next project? Is it like an email? Show up to the set at three o'clock, they'll hand you a briefcase.
0: I think go it's back that. Home.
1: What, what, what's the story? I think
0: here? it's that one. I think it's huh? like, uh, it comes up on his Outlook calendar. This is where you need to be at what time, and there yeah. might be a script.
1: Here's, here's your script, yeah. or or
0: or, or um, like just, in the just, one movie, you're deaf mute and you don't even talk. Right. So just show up,
1: just show up and you're a screen presence. <laughs> I, it's amazing.
0: Yeah, it is. Well, Chuck, speaking of screen uh, presences, let's go into some movie news. Yeah. And and if you see Indiana five has casted Antonio Banderas. He's I love gonna be, it. I love it. Yeah, he's always uh, he's always fun. And some of the set pictures, it looks like it's going to take place in 1969, Chuck, which That's is uh, world which. Fair should reflect right? his age right i mean was it uh,
1: world fair in 1969
0: yeah i believe it was uh the yeah. apollo apollo 11 uh, and, uh the mets a lot of things happened to signal moon landing so um
1: yeah
0: that should be interesting cuz it'll reflect his age i mean that should that does play out right i mean he's probably 70 yeah. years old and in, in uh, 1969 or so so um and also uh I, he's getting healthy again right i mean he he got hurt and i they can probably fill the film around him, and and the um the actor Phoebe Waller Bridge is also added to the cast. Who is she? Now she is uh, uh the star of that um that TV series. Uh, uh hold on, it's coming to me because I loved, I really enjoyed. She, I think she won an Emmy for it too. Uh, why can't I think of the name? Uh. I'll, it'll come to me, uh, Chuck. Uh, she's very appealing, and I can, why can't I think of the name of the show? I watched it; it's very, very good too. Anyway, um,
1: well, you think, know, from what I if I'm read, Antonio Banderas is is the co-star. Is it's going to be a major role?
0: Are they going to spin it off to to be him? Well, he's or? not
1: a kid. How how old is he now?
0: Now he's got to be in his sixties, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, I would think so.
0: Well, with James Mangold at the at the, I thought uh, he
1: stole Expendable straight. When he, he he was, I thought he was. Yeah, awesome. he was I mean, good in that. He was, he was so much fun.
0: He was fun in that. Uh, so I mean,
1: I, I they, you know, I have a feeling they probably said, you know what? Maybe they're gonna have him do a lot of what he did in Expendable Stray, just like Wait. just have a good time on screen. He could do it.
0: Chuck, the name of the show is Fleabag. I don't know why I couldn't think of it, but it's a very good show. It's a couple I- seasons, I believe. It's on Hulu right now, and she won a Grammy. Uh, uh not a Grammy an Emmy and a golden globe for it too so go watch it she's in it um i don't know what role she has in it but she'll be a star of it uh hopefully she has a better role than cape Blanchett did in the last Indiana Jones. you know i fact. mean
1: like we both say in 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 james Mangold, we trust i got yeah. a good feeling he's going to deliver something good here
0: i agree um i got no other movie news but i know you have this day in movie history you want to talk about
1: yeah this week in movie history i think it was i think it was july 14th Die Hard opened I've heard of that. Theaters. Now, let me ask a question, because before I expand a little on Die Hard, what, what, what's your recollection of the day Die Hard opened? What were you anticipating? Do you remember the trailers? Did you m- remember seeing it in the theater for the first time? I remember
0: seeing it in the theater for the first time. My dad and I went. There's a few okay. movies that my dad and I went.
1: Now, um, what were your expectations? Like, did you realize what you were going to watch?
0: I know there was a bit. I do remember a bit of skepticism of. Mm-hmm um um bruce willis because he wasn't an action star yet it was Moonlight, Agree, me, and, too. You know? yep. me too yeah and i do remember the 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 book that it came from i was a fan of roderick thorpe i didn't Don't read that book. forever yep i didn't read that book i read a couple of his others so yeah. i knew it was that was in good hands didn't expect any. You know, it comes out in july you're not thinking i got to see this christmas movie right so yeah. um and I know I'd come off of seeing Lethal Weapon, so I was getting into that genre a little bit more. So Came I thought out in
1: nineteen eighty eight. Yeah. So um,
0: I think I, I, I think my expectations were, you know, this should be a fun action movie, but nothing of the scale of oh my! I, I was literally blown through the back of the theater from this movie.
1: I remember, okay,
0: and I know my dad was too, and that's hard to get I, that reaction out. I of I
1: remember him. watching the trailers because in those days, pre internet. When you saw a coming attraction trailer in a theater, it really got juiced up if you like the trailer. Yeah. So we're both huge fans of the Town Inferno. Yep. So I knew it took place in the high rise. The trailer was really good. I was like, yeah, I want to see this movie. Now, I'll tell you a little bit of a backstory. The, the, the novel it's based on is uh, from a novel, Roderick Thorpe, uh, Nothing Lasts Forever. It was a novelized, novelized sequel to the Frank Sinatra movie, The Detective. Correct. Frank Sinatra, who was in his sixties, I think, upper sixties in 1988, had an option to play that character in Die Hard if he wanted to. He said no. I Thank guess he God. didn't want to. I guess he didn't want to strap on a fire hose and jump over a building. <laughs> Probably so not. I, so they took the they took the project or the concept. And they were going to use it as a sequel to Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger, For whatever reason he passed, went to Celine. He passed. Then they thought about actors like Richard Gere or um, Richard Richard. Believe it or not, Richard Dean Anderson, who was MacGyver. They thought about. They thought about him. Uh, I heard they they thought about Nick Nolte at one time, and I'm like, okay. And then ultimately, for whatever reason, they said. Let's go with Bruce Willis. Now, Bruce Willis, is
0: Joel, C- Joel Silver, right? Joel Silver Joel, picked him yeah. out of a he hat. Was
1: born, he was born to play John McClane. I mean, yeah. the way he played it beautifully. And in Die Hard, directed by John McTiernan, who did Predator, went on to do uh, Hunt for Red October. It is an example of pure movie magic where he had to be in a zone, John McTiernan. Everything went right. The scripting, the casting. The direction, the cinematography. It's a perfect film, Mike. I it remember is. going to see it opening day by myself. I went to King's Plaza in Brooklyn. Now, I rarely ever go out of the house w- with no socks, but for whatever reason, my socks were wet that day. I went out with no socks, right? I'm sitting in, t- in a mouse just running under my seat. Two mice were running under my seat. Gotta that's love King's truth. Plaza. That is, that's the truth. <laughs> so uh, I'm sitting up like my, my legs crossed in a chair. Halfway through the movie, I said to myself, I remember vividly, I said, holy smoke, I am watching what I believe is an instant classic. Yep. That good. And I, I, remember- think, I, went back, I think I went back to the theater like seven straight weekends to see that movie. That's how much that's how much the audience interacted. Yeah. And I, I, I love that, Mike. I, I, I still remember the smell of popcorn walking in and out of the theater. Like, that's how much of a memory I have watching. Well, I, I, it's, it's it's one of the greatest movies, in my opinion, ever made. And I got so much enjoyment out of that film. And it still holds up today. Every single bit. The classic, it was in 1988.
0: I think part of the reason we love it so much is because it does tap into our love of disaster movies. As and well. also
1: the director. I mean, the the writer, Roderick Thorpe, who wrote the novel, was sitting in a movie theater in 1974 watching The Towering Inferno when he got the idea to do this. And
0: it really does play like Lethal Weapon meets Towering Inferno. Yes, it does. You mix two genres together and it works perfectly. Um, And then, you know, it it just I remember the part vividly, Chuck, of when he jumps off the roof and flies through the window. One of
1: the greatest scenes of all time.
0: Flies through the window. I'm like, holy crap, that's incredible. And then the wherewithal to have the weight of the... I remember right. thinking when the weight was pulling him off the theater, that's when I'm like, that's when the movie to me went to a different level. Yeah. Like,
1: it's, it's almost like the same feeling you just said is when James Cameron upped it in the last act of aliens, right? Right. I think it's over. He ups it and he yeah. ups it and he ups it. Yeah. Very few movies have the ability to do it on that scale. And then I know Bruce Willis had just enough clout. He handpicked Bonnie Bedelia to play his wife. Perfect. Yeah. Like they were really looking for somebody. He said, Hey, what about Bonnie Bedelia? And that worked.
0: Well, every I mean, William and Atherton, the, Paul the, Gleason, then, and, and, and everybody's and, got great scenes, and,
1: and, in and it. then, and then uh, Sergeant Al Powell, Reginald Johnson. That good. ended that ending. I think they did a test screening and I think they reshot to get that ending. And that yeah. ending's oh my god, I remember people roared with a ploy. It was so therapy, it was so cathartic. That yeah. ending, and it then could, she
0: punches, she punches William Atherton, that's great, yeah. and then uh, and then you got Aragal coming up, and, and, he's and don't with
1: forget me. Aunt, uh, Alan Rickman. Who Alan was a, Rickman, was yeah, a theater actor, a stage actor, never did a, a feature. He
0: and you think about to it, do too that amazing, amazing. Chuck, you know what? we 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 talk about Die Hard's in a blank and all that stuff, and all the all the ripoffs yes. that came after. Yes. Some good, a some lot, bad, and a lot
1: of good ones. But, but yeah, but
0: the, a trend that that started as well. That movie was the villain and the hero talking to each other throughout the film. Smarter never really villain. saw that a lot. yeah, Listen, smart, yeah.
1: Alan Rickman. That character Hans Gruber, you had to respect because he's a smart dude.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And that well, one scene when 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 uh, when he when he has to uh, mimic speak uh, like with an American like he's accent. American, yeah. You know, Bill Clay. Bill Clay. Oh my Clay. God, what a great scene! I mean, the script writing in a movie's just doesn't well, get better.
0: And and last and 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 we'll leave on this note. And you and I both agree, it is a Christmas movie. I know it's a great debate. Yes. Amongst m- movie down. fans, it is a Christmas movie. There is no debate um, whatsoever. Uh, and I look, I watch it every year. My daughter loved it, too. She got a chance to watch it. And it spawned uh, three or four decent se- sequels as well. Um, more than decent, uh, if you ask me. So, boy, it's hard to believe. 1988. We're, we're, I mean, I was I was 18 years old at the time, Chuck. To- it's
1: certain. You know, we talk about this on the show because we've been doing it for how many years now?
0: about four i mean okay
1: there's certain movies in our life that are very special like a time and a place and an experience this is this is one of them
0: absolutely for me this is one of them instant top 10 movie not even close and uh that's why i think that's why it stings a little and we talk about it every week when we see another one of these bruce willis ridiculous movies that come out um but it is what it is. And we it can, is what it is. Yep. All right, Chuck, let's do fast five before we talk about our five favorite athlete roles in movie theaters. We'll start with a we'll start with a, a maybe a tougher one. And I'm gonna say Jason Clark, and a lot of people who are listening might not well, who what who's Jason Clark? But if you haven't seen any of his movies, um, you're you're missing out. And I know you're a fan of Jason Clark too. Um to me, when I think of Jason Clark, I think of Zero Dark 30. He he's in that, he's one of the He's one of the uh, soldiers in it as well. He's also in Everest. He's got a very good role in Everest and not a very good movie. But I think you're a fan of him in one of the Planet of the Apes movies, right? Yeah,
1: I like him in that. I like him in that. Wasn't he in that Jason Bateman movie, too? He played
0: Jason you know I'm ba-
1: talking to? That oh, yeah.
0: That- no, that's uh, you're thinking of uh, you're thinking of not Jason Bateman. The gift okay. you're thinking of. Yeah, the gift. And yeah, you're okay. thinking yeah. of the other uh, great actor. He was also in uh, Zero Dark Thirty um, and he,
1: yeah. it's uh,
0: he was in Warrior. Uh, uh, yeah, I know, uh, who you're talking about. yeah, Joel Edgerton. Joel Edgerton, Joel,
1: yeah. that's who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah but
0: Jason Clark, was it Dawn of the Planet of the Apes season? Yeah. That's the one he's in, right?
1: Yeah, With the with, with Kerry Russell, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, and he's also in the one of the he plays John Connor too in Terminator Genesis, which yeah. Is an absolute mess.
1: Nah, I, I know you hate it. I don't hate that movie. I don't hate that movie. I yeah. find that movie that movie to me is has an entertainment value. Except it, It's sort of it, let's be honest, it's urinating on the, the, the history of that franchise. That's the problem.
0: He's also the villain in White House Down too. I mean, that's I think maybe yeah. People, I that was just it's really his first mainstream where people yeah. saw him for the first time.
1: One of the villains, James yeah. Woods, is the main villain. He's a secondary villain.
0: Well, he's the villain that takes everything hostage, and James yeah. Woods is really, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you yeah. know, Jamie Foxx is the president because that's pretty. Oh. yeah.
1: You don't uh, like that movie, huh? No, nah. I do. Some, a, I like, I like bombad- some of it. The, the, the last twenty minutes gets way bombastic. Well, Roland Emmerich, what do you? When, what,
0: when what? Gerard Butler makes a better movie than you do, then you know you've made a bad movie. That's all I'll say.
1: Mm, okay.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, how about Vin Diesel, Chuck? Vin Diesel is. Uh, 54 years old. Um, I'll go with
1: Boiler. I'm gonna go with Boiler Room because I love that movie. That movie's a, if you like, um, if you're intrigued about movies of, of like stockbrokers and pennies, that's a penny stock movie. It's um, very dead on because I had a stockbroker's license many a few decades ago, and that movie is very, very accurate. Uh, and and G- Giovanni Rabisi's the star. Yeah. Vin Diesel's in it. Uh I like that movie a lot.
0: I did I liked him a lot in um pitch black. I didn't yeah, like the, sequels. I, the original Pitch Black I liked a lot. Um The only
1: issue I have with Vin Diesel is he wears his ego on his sleeve. Yeah. And and like I have an issue with that. But yeah. I he's a unique talent.
0: He is. He's Groot as well, right? He's got yeah. one line. He I am yeah. Groot. He is Groot. Yeah. Um all right, this might be difficult for Chuck for his animosity towards Will Ferrell, but Will Ferrell is celebrating a birthday, so I'm going to make you do it. He's uh, 54 years old. Will Ferrell, Chuck. Is it Buddy I the I Elf? I, I guess, yeah. Really? It's Buddy yeah, the Elf? Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's a great pick. I think most people might say that. I'm a big Anchorman fan, and uh, the Step Brothers, I think, is still I like Step well,
1: Brothers. I, you listen, I'm, not, I'm not the fan of Anchorman that a lot of people are. It's uh, I'm not the biggest Will Ferrell fan. I'm just, you know, you're not, but I, I, no, I, I understand.
0: I um, understand. Here's a tough one. The man
1: child act wears on me after a yeah, while.
0: But. I get you. I get you. How about James Brolin? Not Josh Brolin. James Brolin, who's 81, believe it or not. Um, Mr. Barbra Streisand. I, I,
1: I'll, I'll go with Amityville Horace back in 79. Nothing wrong with that pick. I, I'll uh, never George understand Lutz. why. I never understand why critics are so unkind to that movie. That movie works.
0: Yeah, it's scary as hell.
1: That movie, that scene when he goes back to get the dog at the end, and the black tar is coming down the staircase—it's pretty good stuff. I
0: actually thought you were going to say Westworld.
1: Yeah, I listen. It, it, that's the scene when Hugh Brenner shoots him in the last act of Westworld and kills him. It's like, wow. I mean. I'm a big fan of Westworld. I like that movie a lot.
0: I'm a huge fan of him. And And he did
1: that movie, The Car. Remember The Car, how popular that was on VHS? Yeah. You go into the video store, go, I want to watch The Car.
0: Yep. And he did The Car and Capricorn One in the same year. And I'm a huge fan of Capricorn One. I think that's a great movie about uh, faking the Mars landing. And he gets one of the astronauts, him and O.J. Simpson, who might get brought up a little bit later on. um,
1: Maybe. You know, one thing about James Brolin... He had a really good look. Great look on screen. He had a really good look on screen. And what
0: was uh, he was on the hotel, right? That was his TV show, right? Yeah. Big on hotel. Last but not least, save this one for last because I know it will probably spawn a a, a little discussion here. But Donald Sutherland is uh, 86 years old. This weekend,
1: I got two movies, and, two movies. and I and know first, one of
0: them's got to be Body Snatchers.
1: Yeah, the first is Invasion of the Body Snatchers from '78. But there's another movie that I discovered on um WHT, one of the first basic cable antenna uh cable services uh back in the probably early 80s. Um, Max Dugan Returns.
0: Oh, yeah, that's I like
1: it. I love that movie, Jason Robots, Matthew Broderick, Donald Sutherland, Marsha Mason. That is a That movie, Max Dugan Returns, for people who have never seen it, that's what you call, that's a hidden treasure. Hidden treasure, Mike.
0: Hidden treasure, but also, um, we talked about distinct um, moments in movie theaters, and you remember, when yeah. he points at the screen and yeah. at Nancy Cartwright, at the awesome. end of Body Snatchers, it's, iconic. it's an icon. I mean, I, I just remember I, I was blown away. It was just what I love about it.
1: I love that, first of all, I love the concept of invasion of Body Sanchez. It's one of the great sci-fi concepts ever. But Philip Corbin, what he did in that movie, the impending sense of dread that, oh. the, that plays out in that film. is incredible. That's a great movie. That's a masterpiece, that film.
0: And don't fall asleep, right? It's all about falling asleep. And and the uh,
1: score when Goldblum starts running, yeah. And at the score it's above San Francisco, and his scope is bigger. Yep, I love yep. that movie.
0: Great movie, and he's done some great work late. I mean, he's really good in JFK and in the, in the small scene he has. There. He's done some he's great, great work. Great career, great career, he's and still he's
1: still working actively.
0: And he spawned uh, a, a great actor too with uh Kiefer Sutherland. Sure as well um yeah he is still working as well Yeah, that undoing he was really good in the hugh grant hbo series that came out last year he plays a, a, the the uh, patriarch in that film and, and don't
1: forget his amazing cameo in backdraft two
0: <laughs> reprising oh, he, his role he looks
1: a little rugged and he looks a little he, he, there's some wear and tear on him in that movie we talked about you Back, think okay backdraft two they probably spent about eighty thousand dollars on that one it is horrible.
0: Do you think they told is- him <laughs> they I told I Donald Southern that movie? <laughs> There's no fire in it. No, they- it's you, awful. Think- you think they told Donald Southern, yeah, everybody's back in it. Yeah, just come Probably. to the set. They're all gonna be here. It's gonna be wonderful. And he sits down, he's like, Well, where is everybody? <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh boy. <laughs> um, also Space Cowboys. I enjoyed him a lot in that as yeah, well. Yeah, I like Chuck. that movie. That was a good movie. He stole that movie in a lot of ways. He's really funny in it. Um, all right, Chuck. Speaking of stealing movies, sometimes athletes in, in movies. Well, they frankly, most times they just don't work. Whether it's—I uh, know one of your favorite movies, uh, Bruce Jenner in that uh, Village People movie back in the oh, day. Boy. Oh awesome. boy, boy! And Joe Namath, whenever hes crowd uh, was he? Was he in Avalanche Express? I can't even remember which one he's in. He's just made so many stupid movies as well. Um, a lot of times it fell flat, but there were times where you get a good uh, athlete in a great role, and it actually worked. Um, and we're going to—we're not
1: judging the- their personal life. Let's no, we're not. It- we're just now, talking about what they did on screen.
0: Now, we did have some caveats here, and, and we'll be up front. I did not include any wrestlers because, to me, they're already acting to begin with. I included
1: with. one, but I didn't include any big, big names. And like, I, Arnold Schwarzenegger,
0: him, right. he, listen, you can... No, you, no
1: Dwayne Johnson. No The, the Rock.
0: Yes, I know he played college football. I get all that, um, but let's face it. Mo. these are really people that are mo- known more for being an athlete and then turned actor than... We found out that they were athletes once they were at Well,
1: my number one. I just want to say, my number one. I, I put on it's. Is, it's not an A list, but his he's so significant in a certain role. I just I, I wanted to include him. I okay.
0: Well, I also did not put OJ Simpson in the top five, just for my own moral.
1: I <laughs> did. Reason. I, 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 I did. I did. That's um, why I did that caveat.
0: I, I, you know, I, I hated not putting him on there because let's yeah. face it in the seventies and early eighties through naked gun, he probably was the most successful athlete turned actor turned pitchman and all that stuff. So I didn't put I him get, in there, I get it. but I did put Jim Brown at my number five in dirty dozen. You're Chuck. saying I'm
1: on moral. No, no,
0: not at all. Not at all. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> uh, I Jim am. Brown. I just remember, uh, watching <laughs> that movie for the first time. And along with, uh, john Cassavetti's, he and him uh yeah. stole that movie um jim brown's great now he's done some great westerns too he's really good in uh, invasion of mars and all that stuff uh, but uh, invaders from mars but i really like jim brown in the dirty dozen uh, mars attacks mars attacks yeah and uh yeah, i like him in that movie he's good in that um and there's not much good in that for me but uh jim brown dirty dozen was easily my number five
1: uh i am trying to have fun here i you can't call him an actor, but I got to tell you, Andre the Giant <laughs> and the Princess Bride.
0: Very good. He almost so made the much list. Of
1: them, you could barely like I remember doing a revival of it. And I'm like, what did he say? Like, I can't understand everything he says, but he's so charming. He's so likable that he he helps elevate that movie to a higher level.
0: Yeah, he's really funny. And, and not, yeah, not, I think not,
1: not that casting directors were saying, hey, let me get Andre for the next Die Hard clone. I mean, it, it, this is a business. They took Andre's persona and they wedged him in oh, something yeah. perfect.
0: If there was a way to get him in the movie, it would
1: have to be that way. And it right? worked. And, and it, it works. really does work.
0: Well, you think about what Rob Reiner did there with the casting. Mandy Patankin, Carrie Elwes. I mean, yeah. Robin Wright. None of these people were names no. at all. And, and he made a an iconic movie
1: and that movie has a legacy.
0: Yeah. And it to, to, to turned into a Broadway play and uh, people, uh, it's unbelievable. My number four, he'd get to be a bigger a TV actor later on as a Webster's dad. But for me, Alex Carris is Mongo in blazing saddles. Yeah. is hysterical candy Graham for Mongo. And then he, I mean, the, is there a funny <laughs> scene when he, when he punches no. the horse? I hey, mean, let's
1: be honest. That would not be in a movie now no there's this. no way they would have that scene they would be like well you, you're like you can't do that
0: <laughs> oh my god just some funny funny stuff and then he occurred obviously he turns good as yeah. well he's also got a good uh role in that um um against all odds movie as well yeah with, uh, he does Jeff bridges he's good in that and, and
1: don't forget he was in uh when time ran out oh he is in Throwing when time out ran out that's was, right yeah does, Wasn't does he, he like chasing the a, a chicken or something like that in that movie? Or, does like, he
0: make it through? I think he might die in that movie. No, he dies in that movie. Yeah, yeah, him and Pat Marita didn't do too yeah, well. Yeah,
1: Uh <laughs> Burgess Meredith too, right?
0: Burgess Meredith. Does oh he my. live? Burgess. I Burgess think Burgess Meredith might live because he's, yeah, he's like, he the, walks a tightrope. He's a high wire act. You always
1: yeah. have the guy. You always have the, the you always have the um the aging act with, with like either you know swimming champ or. Yeah. Or high, uh, you know yeah. die, Some whatever. Gimmick. They, they, There's they, always they, a gimmick They're they yeah. able to do something
0: I just remember when Pat Morita dies He must flip about eight times behind <laughs> A green screen I mean, It's just a word I, I remember theater. seeing
1: that in theater That movie has the most <laughs> anticlimactic ending ever It's like what? That's it? Okay
0: Well th- that ending and the Jurassic Park 3 ending Are the same ending it's like, yeah. oh, all right, we've made it to the ocean. I guess, you know, we're the, good. you
1: know, they changed the title when it aired on NBC. You know what it was?
0: Uh, Earth's Final Fury, right?
1: Yes. Earth's yeah. Final Fury. Why do we
0: know this crap? What's your number four?
1: Uh, I went I I, I went with O.J. Simpson because I love the Italian Inferno. And I got to tell you, he has a lot to the Italian. He's so damn likable in the Italian well, Inferno. Yeah. When he, he sees comes up with Paul Newman, th- it, yeah. when, we, when he tells Paul Newman, get on the ball. Damn it, he's, man! Get on the ball. He's telling Paul Newman. I know. And and honestly, Paul Newman gets on the ball. I mean, it's a good line reading.
0: It is. And then, and then when it, he comes, shows up with the kitten at the end. That's a. Yeah. He gives it the Fred Astaire.
1: I mean, listen. Everybody holds a little cat for hours on end. I mean, that's <laughs> believable. Sure. I mean, but but I, listen, his naked gun stuff. I mean, I like him in. Ta- I just like him in Towering Inferno. Like when I watch a Towering Inferno. I just separate, obviously, the horrendous thing he did. Sure. Right? Which he did. Sure. I I know he's found not guilty, but he did it. And uh, it, it saddens me that a guy who could be so likable on screen could do such a horrendous thing.
0: Yeah, it's almost like he just seems like a. it's a different person, right? It you does. just categorize it, it as a different person. It, it,
1: I mean, it's a different person.
0: It's Norberg, right? And you, he's just Norberg there. He's the guy running through the airport. And then it's the afterlife. You and know, he and was
1: super likable on camera. He, he just was great. Was.
0: Yeah, and he was a good analyst in Monday Night Football. He was a I good mean, analyst. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, my number three, Chuck, might be on your list. Um, yeah. Is uh, Sloth John Matuzak as Sloth in the Goonies? And I
1: was gonna do that. What uh, a
0: great role for a great, I mean, and
1: he, and I, I tell you, it's a, it's a harder role than people realize.
0: Absolutely, he's got all it, the prosthetics on to begin with, and, and then
1: but but he gives a character his, his, his whatever his performance comes through all it that sure prosthetic.
0: Uh, it sure does. And uh, it, there's nothing funnier when he, hey, you guys, at the end, and he's really the heart of that movie. I mean, uh, and then. Uh, <laughs> Sloth, wait, you're wait, gonna, wait, live, wait. With, you're oh gonna live with you're gonna live with us now, I mean, and,
1: and, and not for nothing. But but Chunk,
0: oh my the, god, the, the,
1: the kid actor who played that line reading's iconic. Oh my, this and is then, great and stuff. And then Sloth says, "I love you, you know, I yeah. love you, Chunk. Yeah. I love you, Sloth. Yeah. Oh,
0: you're gonna live with Sloth. us now. <laughs> I mean, and to know that that Sloth's <laughs> character hooks up with <laughs> Chunk. I mean, just think about that. The writers say, well, who yeah. could he? team with team and make yeah. it work. Like and when he pick-
1: says that line, do you say to yourself, like you're going to uh, like, you're going to have your own bedroom upstairs. Like what's the story? <laughs> I don't know.
0: It's the sequel. He never got, unfortunately. And John, he unfortunately died way too young as well. Yeah, uh, I
1: agree.
0: He was a great, great uh, presence on screen for sure. That's my number three.
1: Number three. I do well with a wrestler. I put Roddy Piper on this list because I was, of course you did growing up. And I remember when he got this role, And he gave these interviews. And Piper, like I've watched a lot of Piper's pits lately on YouTube and interviews because I find him interesting. Sure. And I say to myself, after watching a lot of behind-the-stuff Piper stuff, I say to myself, was Piper intelligent or was he a little off? Did he have a few screws? I I remember his interview. I mean, how tongue-in-cheek was he or was he serious when he said, you know, I got the role in they live because John Carpenter went to WrestleMania three and he met with me and he said, hey, Roddy, listen, there's no more real men in Hollywood. I need you like in Piper. Like, like when Piper talked about this, he talked about it like it was serious. But obviously, yeah. how could he be serious?
0: Well, I right? also had a he I, I think it might be a little bit of both um, because and he, here's
1: the thing. When you watch, they live. I mean, I mean, we hear like Paul Ondorff, Mr. Wonderful, just passed, passed away. away. Yeah, yeah. All these retless read- listen, Piper obviously was roided up when he did They Live. He oh, was. Sure. sure. I mean, you know, no shirt, The guys like cut up and. um, uh... But I thought his performance was solid. He had a really good screen presence. That movie has a very thought provoking script. It's full of a lot of really good ideas. It holds up beautifully. It's so well shot. They shot it for five million dollars. Carpenter was very imaginative. And Piper was a nice lead in that movie. He was, and I put him as my number three. And I was—I'm a big, I, you know—I I was a huge fan of Roddy Piper. I think stuff—I think his stuff on on when you go watch—I think his Piper's Pit stuff is iconic, classic stuff. He was a huge part of a, of pop culture history, and uh, he did a movie called Judgment Night. On, um, I, I think on it, but basically on uh DVD that I think is really good, it's entertaining, also. But they live is you know his thing,
0: all right. Well, my number two is uh Bob Euchre as Harry Doyle in the major league movies, me too. Especially- that's my number two, is it really? Especially number I, and two, I,
1: and the reason I put his number two is because. He's a good talent and a good actor, and that that part's a lot harder than people realize.
0: Absolutely, but he, yeah. it was custom made for a yeah, guy absolutely. like him. I mean, it, it's perfect. He's hysterical in it, and his, he's really
1: his, 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 his quick wit is there.
0: Oh my god! And remember, you and I grew up watching him on Johnny Carson. Would just come yep. on and just kill every yeah. time he was on that show and really that persona is more than the baseball career he had I mean, remember i mean the miller light commercials not great seats hey buddy and he's sitting up in the upper deck yep. and uh he was always the brunt of everybody's jokes but for some reason this movie you know he, it just fit him like a glove it did. Um, he's got some great line readings even with his cohort sitting next to him um and a lot of people remember just a bit outside you know just yeah. a lot of the lines in that you remember are from him even though it got wore a little thin with the sequels and all that stuff. Yeah. The original Harry Doyle uh, and he's drunk one hit. That's all we got was one GD hit. And uh, it's just some great stuff in that movie that, that lives on in infamy to me. i It's hard to believe when I remember walking out of the theaters and thought that was a pretty funny movie. But then, I mean, it's that that movie lives on and on and on, Chuck. The characters there between yeah. Vaughn and uh, and uh, you've got uh, Pedro Serrano. Yeah, it's mean, yeah, just some great stuff. But Harry Doyle steals that movie.
1: Agree. You know, my number one, I was like going through where am I going to go here? And I and I I didn't thoroughly realize that this actor uh, was drafted by the Oakland Raiders as a linebacker.
0: By the um, way, your number one is going to be my number one as Carl well. Paul Weathers. Yep. yep. OK.
1: And the reason I, and I said, you know, because my daughter, who's 15, loves the Rocky movies. We watch them all the time on HBO Max on my sixty-five inch four K, I had to bring that up, right? Oh yeah. yeah so we. Were I didn't talking, know you had. <laughs> we were watch, We were watching Rocky last week, and and one of its sequels, Rocky uh, Rocky Two, and I said to her, "You know, is iconic and amazing is Stallone finding his way into this material, writing a screenplay, casting himself, holding out to play Rocky. Rocky would not be Rocky. The iconic Rocky, the classic Rocky, is." Without Call Weathers' as Apollo Creed, absolutely, because Rocky never, for a second, ever overshadows Apollo on screen. No, ever. no, right? He's and, that's and right. he has the same charisma as Muhammad Ali. I mean, it is unbelievable. And I uh, and I said to my daughter, I would love to know in a behind the scenes like uh, documentary how he got Call Weathers. Like, how did he get Call Weathers for that role? Did he audition? Did yeah. they Who knew about Carl Weathers to get him? To I would audition? imagine he
0: did audition for that. Yeah, for and it sure. was like he
1: had to kill it. Like he he is born to play Apollo, Apollo Creed is as much as pop culture icon is Rocky Balboa. I no? would agree
0: with that. Yeah. And then you yeah. add the fact that there's been two movies based on his son now too, right? Yeah. The Creed movies. And you know, he's done other good work too, whether it no, be Pre- Predator and the happy Gilmore. He's funny in that as well. Yeah. Action Jackson. We all like, yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but really Apollo Creed, Carl Weathers is, is the perfect. He, you're right. He just personified Muhammad Ali, which is and what that he one to scene do.
1: in Rocky. That one scene when, when he talks about giving a shot to an unknown, like it's a beautiful scene and he's yeah. so good in that scene.
0: And there's a there's a there's a great scene in um in 3, right? When when yeah. uh Rocky just lost Mickey and yeah. and Apollo comes up to him and says, "Dude, you got to get the eye of the tiger." I mean, eye of the tiger, that song, the theme, all that stuff. That's from Creed. He's yeah. the, and yep. you know and
1: and his work in Rocky 4 is I good. Mean,
0: it is good. And and you know, I look back at that movie and part of me is like, did they, I get upset that he dies. There's well, no you know, reason well, here, here, There's it, no like, reason for him to die.
1: What, what Salone did, Salone injected soap opera. Yeah. Like, hardcore soap opera elements to keep the thing going. It works though.
0: Well, you got I mean, Adrian in a coma in two. You got yeah. Mickey dying in three. Yeah. Naturally, right. he had to find something in four. Did. That's what he did. Um, but I mean it I to me and now I love Rocky Four and I think it's one of the best of, the, of their sequels just yeah. for different reasons. I think the movie takes a step back when he dies in that film. I think you can't add a movie that's filled with montages and fun and some r- Russian taken and, and then add the element of this major character in these three movies dies what I do the, find the tone's I- not right for that movie.
1: What I what I do in Rocky Four is one of the most entertaining montage. It's not a montage; movie it's a whole reality, montage right? movie, right? But and we talked about this on the on the show before. But w- what I do find so interesting about Rocky Four is he he's on the pulse of what athletes have done to the human body mm-hmm. to enhance whatever it takes to achieve to make so much money. I mean, what baseball went through with McGuire and Sosa. I mean, actually, Rocky IV is a little bit of ahead of its, time, its time. No, yeah,
0: a little bit, a little bit. I mean, it, it was in the it was in the boxing in the Olympic world for sure, um, but not exactly baseball. The and only in his...
1: question in Rocky IV is how, with how is Apollo able to uh, not Apollo? How is how is Drago able to pass drug tests?
0: Yeah, I mean, also too, why is it up to Rocky to throw in the towel? There's not a referee there to stop the fight. There aren't other people that just step in. I mean, yeah. it's Rocky's fault that he... I don't, I don't begrudge Rocky at all for not throwing him in yeah, the towel. Yeah,
1: it's, it's a plot point.
0: It's a plot point that doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, but well, you know what's interesting? And, and but, we'll leave on this. The, yeah. the, the, the true legacy of that character and what Carl Weathers did, how strong it was, was the fact that his presence exists in Creed and Creed 2. Yeah. You feel Carl Weathers in those movies, even though he doesn't have one lick of scene. That's how good that character is because those two movies exist
1: because of him. And think, if, think if Apollo Creed was played like an actor who for like, was in Rocky Balboa, right? Right. I mean, a boxer actor. Yo, just It's not as powerful.
0: Even Mr. T. He's he's so much better than Mr. It, T. So much better than Mr. T, even though Mr. T had a lot of presence. and, and He's and great. He's just great. All right, top my five, Jim Brown in Dirty Dozen, Alex Karras as Mongo in Blazing Saddles, John Matuzak in the Goonies, Bob Euchre in Major League, and Carl Weathers as Apollo Creed.
1: For me, it's Andre the Giant in uh, Princess Bride, O.J. Simpson, number four, Towing Inferno, number three, Roddy Piper is the Unknown Nada in They Live, number two, Bob Euchre, Major League, and number one as we both have, Carl Weathers as Apollo Creed in the iconic Rocky. Also two and three and a couple that almost made the
0: list. Ah, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in airplane. Yeah, he's really good. And Ray Nitschke in the longest yard. What the what Burt Reynolds does to that character in the final game is just iconic, yeah. Chuck. And he, and he's really hey, a boy. nasty bad guy in that movie. And 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 he gets his comeuppance in the perfect way uh, during agree. the football game. Um, all right, Chuck, that'll wrap things up. Uh, we'll do this all over again next week, my friend.
1: All right, Mike. Always a pleasure to the audience. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Maniacs. Download one of our archived episodes. Be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts.